Oh, is this, is this on? Hello? Hello? Right, okay. Um, yeah, this is the... We don't even know what we're called yet. Um, so this is going to be the Euro Piscast. Is that how Matt Flurry says it? I don't know. I don't listen to it because I'm too cool for that. I have with me three um, Eurogoons, as we like to call ourselves. No one really likes us, but we don't care because you all watch Raw when we're all tucked up in bed. Uh, first up, I've got... Mikey BT, as he's known on Twitter, and his something awful handle is Red is Dead. Is yeah, it? that's it. Good evening, everyone. I'm Mikey. How's everyone doing? How How are you? And where are these pictures of the hockey ladies that you promised to send me? Uh, well, we we can talk about that a bit later. Since my wife is actually upstairs, and she is one of the hockey ladies. I told you to keep that one separate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Good start. Um, yes, the pictures will be forthcoming, hopefully, uh, around about Christmas time. Uh, Man, Flurry, Coco, no, no, they are not for you. Um, uh, who else we got? We also have uh, the man who seems to spend all of his waking hours on the internet, and I'm not even entirely sure he has a job, and he also plays a blood elf paladin in WoW, your big woofter. Uh, we have Vogue Gandai. Say hello, Vogue. I actually am totally unemployed and do spend most of my time on the internet. Judge me as you will. Oh, we will judge you now. <laughs> we all vote conservative around here, you know. Um, and finally, I have a man with a lovely uh, parody picture of David Cameron on his avatar. And I thought, oh, if we're going to be talking about Maggie, Maggie Thatcher, we have to have this man on. He is known as Rage. Say hello, I mean, Rage. I... I am the authority of Maggie Thatcher and the temperature she is currently roasting at. So anytime you want to just come to me and ask me, I can tell you that. Ding dong, the witch is dead. Sorry, what? <laughs> right, so we got the politics jokes out of the way. Yeah, uh, 330 degrees Celsius at the moment, by the way. <laughs> Toasty, I wish it was that warm here. Right, so... Uh... Right, we can't be called the Euro Piscast because that name sucks. Um, so we need another name. So I'll I... open to you lot. I have three ideas that I've thought of, um, starting from sort of like the uh, the worst to possibly the the sort of best one. Um, it, it, Euro shart instead of Euro trash. Um, the shart of wrestling. <laughs> and the said the the, <laughs> the semi serious one was the world of punchboard. Uh, I like that second one. I, I saw a suggestion in the thread. I can't remember who suggested it, but I, I, as the resident New Japan fanboy, I am entirely behind the name Euro Wrestle. Oh yes, that's quite good. Euro Wrestle. Euro Wrestle. Ah! Uh, no, I don't want to take the piss out of the Japanese. They might actually be listening um, at some point. They won't understand what you say anyway. Yeah, uh, I don't understand. They just seem so excited all the time. That's because people. Japanese is the best name, the best language for announcers. Because there isn't a point where you're not screaming it. <laughs> Racist. Anyway. <laughs> Rage, you got any ideas? Um, yeah, I, I've got this sheet of paper. I've, I've been working on this all day. Um, Look at him being all carefully planning it. Um, to 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 read this out, um, what I've got on this sheet of paper, it says a podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oh, coffee everywhere now. Oh bollocks! Oh, that's an American. Um, that's a, a British insult, American listeners. Uh, bollocks! It means testicles. Feel free to use that one. That one's on me. Right. Um, podcast. I think they're going that to one's learn on. very <laughs> that many one's on the uh, podcast. <laughs> and um, I'm not sure who it was. Was it was it Carmine that said urology? 
which I thought, oh, that was quite good. Cause it's, that, that's yeah. quite clever, yeah. Yeah, but I, I think we'll go with the shard of wrestling. <laughs> shard of wrestling? <laughs> oh, I'm fuck. sorry, Colt, I really am. <laughs> my, 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 my name is Man, sorry. Fuck yeah. over us. <laughs> <laughs> they can't sue us, Why? I've got no money. <laughs> Well, that, that's what I'm saying. I actually put it on record. I have no money. Yeah, okay, okay we'll issue a, an open challenge to Colt Cabana. Sue us and see what you'll get. <laughs> I have a half-empty Coke can if you want one. <laughs> oh, come on. That's that's probably like a, a month's earnings to him. <laughs> oh, God. Now we're taking the piss out of indie wrestlers. We are really not going to last long. Um, okay, then. So, right. We'll start off with something nice and simple. Um... Because it's quite fresh in the memory, as it were. Um, Raw was on on Monday night. I watched it last night. I TiVoed through all the shitty slammy bits, and it was quite good. But uh, it it was it was just there, and I don't know how how much how much do you lot watch Raw nowadays? I do the same as you. I TiVo through all the shit I don't want to see, which generally, unless I'm seeing The Shield or CM Punk, I'm fast-forwarding. Uh, Mikey, do you still watch? Or I don't watch, to be honest. If it's on on a Saturday morning on the review shows, like your um, bottom line or anything like that, I'll uh, I'll watch it in passing um, as I'm waiting to get out the door for the rest of the day. Um, on the Tuesday morning, I'll read the I'll read the results while I'm sort of getting up and getting ready for work. If there's anything that people have been saying is really sort of, ah, oh, you might watch this, uh, like possibly the ending segment, which I believe we'll probably get to later. Um, I sit there and I sit there and watch that on the on the WWE app. I apologise, everyone. Yes, I do have I have downloaded the WWE app. Um, <laughs> to be clear, did the instructions on installing it every week help? Uh, no, I actually found it um, uh, quite uh, coincidentally. I was on the, I was just search, searching on my iPhone, and they said, "Download the WWE app." And I went, mm-hmm, "Okay, I've got first place." Um, it was free, and it's um, passable. So, but Michael Cole hasn't—he was the one that sold you on this. That if, if Michael calls for something enough times, you'll eventually do it. We're talking again. Uh, I haven't really seen Michael Cole all that much. Um, I just sort of saw it when I was browsing on Safari on the WWE site, and it said download the app. And I went, "Yeah, okay." And I've heard that Michael Cole basically gives step-by-step instructions, possibly using his own finger, possibly Jerry Lawler's. I'm not entirely sure. Um, and <laughs> yes, there we go. <laughs> Jerry Lawler's finger. <laughs> oh, this is, this oh. is going so well. We've, we've just well, derailed after five minutes. It's absolutely well, brilliant. I mean, there was that one draw where it would have been very easy to use Jerry Lawler's finger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. He wasn't going to be using much of it. I mean, yeah, we've yeah. been recording for roughly ten minutes and we've already made a joke about Jerry Lawler's heart problems. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, so, Rage, do you actually still watch it? I mean, like regularly. I mean, uh, I'm kind of the same. I watch, I watch clips generally on YouTube. Like anytime anyone says there's a really good segment, um, or just anything I'm curious on when I go through the results, I'll like sort of hit up YouTube the next day and fight. There's always bound to be the clips of anything interesting happening anyway. So that's basically. 
how I digest raw these days because I'm not sitting through three hours of it. So you're just a kind of fair weather fan then. Yeah, at this point, I used to I used to be so constant with it, but it's just it's it, well, I watch a lot of crap. Um, I have a passion for very bad wrestling, but this is just more bland. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm the same. I remember when CM Punk did the the old pipe bomb thing, and literally everyone in PSP was raving about it. But I always take what they say in the general discussion thread with a pinch of salt because the first three pages of every single um, general discussion thread is that was a good raw. That was a good raw. No, it fucking isn't always a good raw for fuck's No, no, sake. You, you have to remember it's it's a scale. It's either the best raw ever or it was the worst atrocity committed on mankind, including the Holocaust. I mean, that's how the thread normally swing after raw. <laughs> I must admit to not reading the game day threads or anything like that just because of the diversion of opinion. It's taken with a huge pinch of salt. Um, I prefer to sort of have a look on um, this place and mention the board um, to take a look at what people say, see, and also what people repeat and say, oh, yeah, you must watch this, you must watch that. I also take a look at Twitter in the morning after just to see what people are actually commenting on. So if people are getting a lot of comments... Um, then I'll normally try and make my way to, to find it. But stuff that happens, like the Slammy Awards or anything like that, I couldn't really give a flying fuck about. Um, it's completely inconsequential. No angles are going to come from it. Everything's pretty much cookie-cutter at the moment. The only person that really, I think, has actually performed well under the mould and is allowed to go on free reign is a certain Mr. Jay Cena, which I assume we're going to talk about later on as well. Everyone else, like you saw in that ending segment, Randy was just very cookie-cutter. John at Triple H was very sort of bland, but John Cena was the only one to actually acknowledge the crowd and actually feed off it. Um, and that's just why, again, I'm of the oh, opinion that he's one of the best in the well, world at the seen, moment. You've, you've seen what happens when Triple H tries to feed off the crowd. They tell him he tapped out. Mm. And then he forces Brock to job to him to get his win back. <laughs> you really don't like Triple H, but I, I really, I, really do not. I thought is I know he made it was a couple of little gags he made at Daniel Bryan's expense right at the start. I thought that that where where Triple H is really good when he's been a little bit off the cuff and a little bit goofy. I think yeah, I mean worked. that's obviously what got DX over in the first place. Oh, absolutely. So, it's also what cost him to call Lillian Garcia a horse, so... That is true. <laughs> Again, two factual comments. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean there's really... nothing wrong with, with with it at all, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing wrong with it. She is a horse. No, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with it. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean I, I mean, I watched it. This is the first episode of Raw I think I've seen in about two years where I've watched it from start to finish and unfortunately it was the slammy episode and there were some decent matches I mean Alberto Del Rio I, I honestly could not give a flying fuck about him he's just you does, the rest of the world he, he there's there's just nothing to it I mean the fact that when when he was with Ricardo I mean it, we were cheering for Alberto Del Rio as a proxy for Ricardo because we liked Ricardo. Ricardo gets it, despite the fact that Ricardo was an extra in a porn scene, um, in a wrestling t-shirt as well. Um, no, he didn't get his cock out either. I'm, I, I'm just just now thinking about Ricardo. Was he the one who some poster said that? It was, I think it was like a Scottish poster said that he knew a friend who slept with Ricardo when they were in a Glasgow doing a Glasgow tour. 
that was a very weird series of posts. And I think it ended with them discussing Ricardo's penis. I can't remember this, but I totally wish I could. I, I, I think somewhat, and I don't know who it is. It, I don't want to say who it is, but I think one of one of the female PSP regulars was apparently macked onto by Ricardo. I don't want to say who it is because I really can't remember. This was about a year or so back. I think he I know, tried. I'm to remember. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to like mention names in case a I get the name wrong and then I get yelled at or be, get unfollowed or blocked. Ooh, no, I've been blocked on Twitter. Because uh, the only reason I remember is because someone also posted a Twitter picture where Ricardo had went to the Celtic football shop on Glasgow Argyle Street, um, and he was looking very happy with himself as he gave the picture, showed the picture of the goods he'd bought. I remember this now. So, I yeah, I, that... I remember seeing those pictures. Yeah. yeah okay. So... This is this is. We'll put it out there. Whoever that was that um, basically got Ricardo to buy a load of Glasgow Celtic junk. Can you get in contact with us, please? And um, you know, you know, penis, you know, size measurement, all that kind of stuff. Good stuff. Basically, I think Ricardo Rodriguez is going to become our how big is Batista's dick? <laughs> how many hoops <laughs> on Celtic shirt is Ricardo Rodriguez's well... dick? <laughs> uh, guys, I mean. I'll... Obviously, I threw an, an excellent idea earlier with a, with the the a podcast podcast, but <laughs> could we possibly go with Girthcast? <laughs> I, I, I still prefer the short of wrestling. Uh, we we may have to take it to a vote. I, I I would probably say for all the people that listen to this, and hello to both of you, um, <laughs> we would we would vote inside the the the. Um, What's it called? The podcast thread. I would put it to a vote in the podcast thread. Do you want the shot of wrestling or the girth cast? <laughs> girth cast. Right. I have written those down and we will get on to some sort of vote. I, I would do it on Twitter, but fuck it. Keep, um, I ain't really got enough followers for it. Right. So back to Raw then. Um, that last segment. Oh, that was certainly a segment. I'm sorry, but John Cena gets it. He gets it more than anyone else, I think. I, I remember back... Who was he fighting? Was he fighting RVD at One Night Stand? Yes. And yeah. he basically came in, they booed him out of the building, and I remember he was trying to throw his T-shirt, and they kept throwing it back. And he just thought, you know what, fuck it, I'm working heel. And he did it, and he went off, and it was brilliant. And he just basically well, played his... To be fair, though, it's... A sort of it's a given that if you're against RVD at one night stand, stand an ECW whoever, show. Yeah, exactly. And you are John fucking Cena. It's a penalty of course kick. you're going to be working hell. I mean the other but if you go back earlier in that car, I think it was Batista. Oh in Big Show. Yeah, and the crowd shat all over Batista and you could see he was just like, I can't deal with this. Wasn't that, wasn't that the same card that Orton was on, and there was just about five minutes of them just chanting, "You can't wrestle." Pretty, I think so. I mean, like they, all the one-night stands eventually ended up blurring into one. Yeah. But um, that promo he cut, I thought. I mean, you said it was very cookie cutter Orton's promo. I actually no, thought it was better than that. It's better than his average promo, but that's not really saying much. 
I mean, they've done they've done these sort of title unification things before, and you can obviously tell that yes, beforehand they in the like the script meeting or everything, they went off and they did this script. They said, right now you say this, you do that. Sean will come in and do his little sort of ooh, healing up a bit, and he's like pointing at himself. Punk will laugh because the the shot was framed or anything like that. Uh, but no one seemed to talk about the elephant in the room, which was the crowd going absolutely fucking nuclear for Daniel Bryan. And Cena was the only one when he got on the mic, he actually acknowledged the crowd. And in that way, he sort of won won his his naysayers, his his people that hate him, his detractors over that little bit more because at least he's acknowledging the the the, the respect, the love, and the passion that they have for someone who's not even in the main event, someone that has been markedly pushed down over the past couple of weeks slash months. Are we talking about ratings poison, Daniel Bryan? We are We're not about starting this poison. argument. <laughs> Vanilla midget Daniel Bryan. I, I mean, you could get into the whole argument about draws and who's a draw and who's not a draw. And to be perfectly honest, apart from John Cena, right now, no one in the company is an out-and-out draw. The name WWE is the draw. Basically. The cast of Total Divas. <laughs> Vincent, Vincent from Total Divas is fucking money. <laughs> You could never get me to watch Total Divas. I'm sorry, but no. I'm going to make you. Oh, God, you're just going to marathon it in Coco Chew, aren't you? Yes, yes, I am. But, um, I mean, arguing who's who's moves rate... I mean, the ratings have been pretty much stagnant for a decade. Let's be honest. Buy rates, yeah, they tank, they go up, but they, they've been more or less solid. Yeah, there, there's not been as much kind of fluctuation as there has been as... It's fairly low, you know, compared to you know when it was at its high. But they haven't really moved all that much. No. I mean... But the one thing, but the one thing that I see that's been again a very casual viewer of these sort of things. The one thing that I see from these recap shows every single week, there's people standing there with both hands in the air shouting yes, and I just I I, I can't see why. It's, these guys don't actually quote unquote get it and just pull the trigger on him. I don't know whether he's going to get like the marathon shot at the Rumble where he's going to have to go through everybody, whether he's going to have to take on like the Wyatts at TLC and just completely obliterate them or what, but something's going to happen. And if he gets the Rumble shot and he goes on to win at Mania, then that'll be the happy ending that everyone goes off home and gets their chubby over or whatever. And, and, but something really needs to happen. They need, to address, they, they need to address the fact that he's actually getting nuclear, nuclear chance. And they're, they're kind of missing a step because the chance will stop and then they'll say, OK, yeah, there we go. He's proven. He's not a draw. He's not, he's not, a, he's not a winner. When I mean, quite clearly he's having some of the most entertaining matches of the year. He's, he's not Zack Ryder, though, who got Oh, yeah, when the crowd went crazy and then as but soon then as they actually got there was There was nothing yeah. substantial behind it. Um, Fandango, sorry. Um, yeah, Fandango. Fandango was over for a night, and let's be honest, he wasn't over. His theme was over. Aye, that's very true. Rage, you've been very quiet. What? I'm here. Hello. Um, Hi. You're not watching bad wrestling again, are you? No, I was. I was. I know. I was looking at the card of Rodman down under. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, uh, it does feature, and I was looking at the I Generation World Championship history. 
there were two champions of the company. One was Kurt Henning, the other was the Barbarian. So I think that says a lot about John Cena's future. <laughs> I don't know what it says about it or how these facts are related, but that's my input. Campion de Parejas, John, John Cena, 2016. <laughs> Guys, it's coming back. You just have to crack the codes. <laughs> oh, Fuck Mysterium P. There we go. Let's piss off everybody. Yeah, well, we've already done the Daniel Bryan is he a draw. Well, he's over. I think the one thing they've yes. oh, yeah. is yeah, he's over. But... With the crowds, he's certainly over. But we just don't know if that being over is translating into money. In tran- well, yeah. If it translates into Vince in the back suddenly realising, hey, these guys are charting yes every week. The last time that happened, there was a certain bald-headed Texan going, what? What? And that seemed to work out well, well for him. I mean, they, they, seem to know, they, know, they seem to know what to do when the crowd doesn't, you know, follow their direction. And it's to give them uh, a Zack Ryder push and make them stop. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, think, I think they just saw what Zack Ryder was, which was basically a very one-note gimmick. Bad. <laughs> and it, it doesn't help because it's like gimmick helps, the angle helps, and the guy actually doing it, the wrestler helps. Sorry, not sports entertainer. Um, if you haven't got one of those three, it ain't going to work. If you've got a great angle, but you've got shit gimmicks involved in it and shit wrestlers, no one's going to buy it. If you've got yeah, great wrestlers in a shitty gimmick, all right, you might get some decent matches out of it but your impression of it is going to be well they had a great match but I can't remember why the fuck they were fighting in the first place so with Zack Ryder he comes along he's got a fairly shitty gimmick a fairly shitty angle and I think it just got over ironically people were oh this is cool no you're not you're shit fuck off never come back and, and then he got wheeled off a ramp by Kane <laughs> genuinely the high point of his career I honestly laughed at that for about 10 minutes it seems to be a, a lovely visual metaphor for his career. He gets picked up <laughs> by somebody else. Yeah, and I don't want to hear any bad words said about Kane. Or no. Or no. Well, you know, it's the director of operations after all. <laughs> oh, is that his title? Okay, HR remember. on your ass. I, I still prefer the title just of Citizen Kane. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but, um... I, learned, I learned on the JBL and Cole show that um, Kane is in charge of um, animal resources. So... <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not, I've got no comment there. I'm just going to let that one hang. <laughs> manimal resources. Could someone from the WWE come back to us and please say what manimals are and what their resources are? Please. Well, manimal is a shape shifting crime fighter. <laughs> that, that's, <laughs> that's a statement of fact. Oh, why, 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 why? This this is going rapidly downhill, but we don't care. We'll plough on regardless. So, hang on, we, we we ended up basically just slagging off Zack Ryder for five minutes. Um, but I think I think I still Cena. He he that that promo because you could tell from what he was saying, and you could just tell in his voice that he he literally meant it. But what was quite ironic was he said that oh Randy, you you've got everyone in the back behind you, you've been hidden behind Triple H, you've got Stephanie protecting you, which is quite honestly what he's been his entire career. And I just thought there was a little deep-seated irony there because he's been protected to all buggery for pretty much his entire career. I mean, that's just my personal opinion. I might be completely wrong there. But that, to me, it seems like he was talking to Randy Orton, but he could have really been talking about himself. All I could sort of actually think about through that segment was that Royal Rumble moment where Cena and Orton had standoff where they both looked at the Royal uh, the WrestleMania sign 
and no one could care because no one wants to see Randy Orton and John Cena again. But here we are. They they, they pose at the sign and crickets. No, there wasn't cricket. There definitely wasn't any cricket at WrestleMania. I would have remembered that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, can we please not mention the cricket? I mean, these Americans are going to be struggling to get through this anyway, trying to snuff a boat and rage. So would this be a bad time to make a Alex Shane, Tommy Boyd reference? Um, yeah, go ahead. Make any. Like, no, no, I mean, oh the more the more stuff we can get to fly over people's heads, I think, the better. Oh, guys, at TLC, do you think there will be a bucket of blood under the ring? <laughs> See, because I'm Scottish, I don't watch cricket, so all of these are even going over my head as we record them. <laughs> you you freely admitted you don't watch any sort of sport that involves like that's. Shoot. Oh no! If, if it's not predetermined, I don't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what else is predetermined? Boxing. Oh yeah, yeah. UFC. Oh, UFC. Yeah. UFC's book. That's right. Um, Chess. Funnily enough, ladies' handball is predetermined. I don't know if you noticed that at the Olympics. <laughs> I didn't. I was the only person in this country, I think, that didn't watch the Olympics at all. I've only watched handball because handball's a fucking amazing sport. It it looks like someone's invented it ten minutes before they started playing it. <laughs> <laughs> so shit, we need one sport to fill time. Let's roll around on our knees. Hang <laughs> <Time>. on. <laughs> what? What? Watch handball. It's it's the best sport. It, it's like a really shitty kind of combination of basketball and football. But it's, played at like double speed. It's truly the best punch sport. <laughs> oh my god, handball! Right, I can't even remember what. Where the fuck were we going after this? Because I, 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 you're the one that's supposed to have the fucking run order. John Cena. I think. Where are we? Yeah, I, well, well, I think we we're, we're trying to talk about. I I think that John. Well, I keep going on about how John Cena's great, but then again, I suppose. Vogue, if you've been what you've been watching wrestling like pretty much, you've been the the constant for the last how long would you say? Uh, well, I took a pretty big gap, so I've, but I've been watching constantly since the end of about 2010. So pretty much all that time, Cena has been on top. Yes. Oh, he's been way longer than that, but yeah, for yeah, that amount of time. Because like I've I've sort of drifted in and yeah, basically. I mean, so. And then everyone brings up the the ever mysterious heel turn that he really should do. And there was that little visual at the end of Raw where it's him, Kane and Triple H with Stephanie and Randy Orton sort of standing there. And everyone's going, oh, yeah, John Cena's going to turn him. They'll never turn him heel, will they? No, don't be silly. Not while there's there's little children hanging around wearing the sweatbands, the sort of headband, the headscarves, whatever you want to call it, the T-shirts. And he shifts he ships more more merchandise than probably the other top ten people put together. It is never going to happen. There Get are over two it. constants in wrestling. One, Terry Funk will never actually retire, and John Cena will never turn heel. <laughs> I thought Terry Funk retired forever. Forever. Yeah, forever. Forever. <laughs> forever, forever. <laughs> I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. I've got to come back and fight this retirement match. <laughs> 
Got to take bumps that I really shouldn't be doing at my age. (laughs) Oh, God, he should have retired 20 years ago. Fuck it, let's just talk about Terry Funk, man. He did retire 20 years ago and then promptly forgot. But then we wouldn't have got his wonderful WCW hardcore title run. Where he feuded with Norman Smiley and Ralphus. And threatened to kick a horse's ass. (laughs) Same shit, different crapper. Oh, God. I, um... Well, as, as it's been brought up, old WCW, I didn't, it's weird, because I think, as we're all Brits, WCW, if I'm right, it was the only free-to-air American wrestling we could yes. get, wasn't it? which is why it had a much bigger following here, in the same way that TNA proportionally has a bigger following here as well, because they're on a free channel at prime time. But we should put into perspective for Americans, TNA airs them basically are our equivalent of the game show network. Yes. That's, but as that's I say, it's at 9pm and it's a free channel, so it's, compared it's just, to a subscription channel at 1am like Raw is. Yeah. Yes, uh, I know, but still, it doesn't seem to gel with what... You know how channels kind of try and match the products? Oh yeah, yeah, and it's the game show network that occasionally shows impact. Yes, it's like... This, this there, is a there's an episode of shows reruns of uh, Ninja Interest. Warrior, um, shows old 70s game shows involving um, families, is... basically family fortunes, um, will show old um, will show old programs, and then you've got um, Austin Aries against Samoa Joe at 11 o'clock at night, and everyone just goes, what the fuck? Well, I suppose TNA does have a lot in common with the Crystal Maze. And Takeshi's Castle. <laughs> I'd watch a Takeshi's Castle gimmick match. Don't say you wouldn't. Is that what TNA wrestlers on the Crystal Maze? I think it is, really, yeah. Yeah, as, as, long, as long as there was no winner and everyone died. <laughs> so if we could make the Crystal Dome some kind of gas chamber. <laughs> oh, God, no. We're not going there. We're not going also, there. Also, I, I guess a company that does employ Sting does have a pretty good position on a channel that shows nothing but reruns. <laughs> oh, that's a joke there. <laughs> but, um, yeah, because going back to, obviously, we've gone... Nah, I don't give a fuck if we've gone off a tangent. Because I think WCW Saturday night, it used to be on at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday night, Sunday morning. Yes. And then I remember... Saturday afternoons, it must have been around about 92 or 93, they put um, the Disney tapings on Saturday afternoons on ITV and then followed up with Thunder in Paradise. Yes. Because I'm absolutely convinced that I saw the Cactus Jack, Big Van Vader, Texas Tornado match, which was really basically just a Texas death match, but they, they named it up. I swear I saw that on a That's, Saturday afternoon. That was a Disney taping, so yeah, you probably did. Yeah, so you had WCW was that Saturday. The one, was got... that the one where he tried to, um, where Vader, where Foley basically told Vader to bust him hard way over the eye or something like that? Yeah, uh, No, that wasn't a Disney no, tape. Was... That was the, the previous Saturday night. It was a rematch of that, I think, before he went out of WCW. Sort of. No, the one oh. of the Disney taping, he was, that was the one that uh, Mick took the bump on the concrete, he took the power bomb. Yeah, yes. that's the one. Ah, uh, yeah. Power okay, bomb on the concrete one, yeah. Because the follow-up was at Halloween Havoc. I think it was a spin-the-wheel-make-the-deal match. It was like the second spin-the-wheel-make-the-deal match. And they gimmick the wheel this time, so it wouldn't be yeah. something shitty. Go and get another fucking coal miner's glove on a pole match. Yeah, I think they gimmicked it so that basically it, it fell on a, a Texas death match. But yeah, so that, that was that was WCW. That's literally the only WCW arch I did get. 
Um, Did you not watch it on Channel 5 in like the year 2000? Oh, Batman yeah, they got Saturday effects. night right towards the end, didn't yeah. they? They put it on on Friday night. <laughs> WCW like, Saturday uh, night on a Friday night because we're Channel 5. <laughs> but like they didn't show chair shots, so if there was a chair shot, it would come up with things like kapow. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember you'd put like the kind of comic book things over the picture. I remember that. Please tell me that was Channel 5's editing and that wasn't yes, w- yeah, yeah, it yeah, was. Yeah, I think that was Channel 5's editing. I don't think WCW would be clever enough to fucking do that, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, so you'd have like Jeff Jarrett giving the El Cabong to uh, Booker T and suddenly like Wham would show up on the on the screen. It was amazing. See, w- WWE should do that on the recap shows. Not, not cut to a crowd shot just have batman symbols going everywhere <laughs> it would be so much better do they still do that uh, saturday morning slam that program that was aimed at the, uh, the kids where there was it, no sort of heads head bounce or anything like that any sort it, of high impact it, moves it would be kablamo wham it was like in a series but they've cancelled it now but they should bring that yeah. back for that because that would be amazing that would be fantastic yes so if you're listening to wwe bring back saturday morning slam with batman punch effects we would all appreciate it, despite the fact that I'm pretty sure most of us are in, are in our late 20s, early 30s, or possibly older, because I'm not really sure about raging. Any, well, in fact, anyone on this call, how old they are. Um, but I think I said the one pay-per-view, WCW pay it was the Triple Cage match. Uh, uh, Slambury 2000. Do you know, yes. uh, um, Slambury 2000 and the one before it's Ring Stampede 2000 were like two of the five wrestling pay-per-view videotapes that my local rental place had. <laughs> I think this explains a lot about about the... your fetish for terrible wrestling. Fetish for awful wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> I think the other one was like ECW Heatwave 99 and oh, the last one was WrestleMania 17. So, you know, a broad range. I only got my WCW tape because I, I looked in there and I realised that I pretty much bought all of the WWF tapes that they had and I thought well I think I ended up getting I think I got mind games I got that off Amazon off a marketplace thing oh oh god I just remember something I bought Uncensored 99 while on holiday in Gibraltar well I was in Gibraltar for the day and I bought a WCW pay-per-view on videotape brilliant has anyone else done that (laughs) I haven't bought a pay-per-view in Gibraltar no no I mean Gone, gone abroad and, and thought, I know, I'll buy some wrestling while I'm here. No, but one time when I did go, one time when I did go abroad, it was in 1997, and it was the um, SummerSlam 97 where it started off with Triple H against Foley in the cage, and it, it happened on the night of my birthday, and my parents were um, very nice to actually let me stay up and watch it till four in the morning. And then the next day, I was completely dead. But I watched the whole of SummerSlam '97, and it was fucking brilliant. Oh, your parents just wanted to jerry the way. Absolutely, yeah, pretty much, yeah. 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 I was seventeen. I didn't really care. I sat there watching wrestling and drinking beer. So yeah, fuck it. <laughs> that that. My mate had a copy of that on tape, but he only got the last sort of half, so I only saw basically the, the Owen Hart-Austin match. But the reason that tape was so great was because it had a one of those Showtime um, late-night flicks on it called Cave Girl Island, or as it is currently alternately called Bikini Babe Adventures 2. Um, 
It's a oh, fabulous movie. Adventures, lineage. <laughs> Your encyclopedic knowledge of softcore pornography is impressive. I mean, it, it, well, I think I think two of the actresses did end up actually going into porn. I'm not sure about the other one that was actually better looking than the other two. And it's just the worst movie ever. But I never really got past the second scene, if you get my drift. Um, uh, yes. So well, we did all have Channel 5 in the 90s. Oh, yes. <laughs> having to watch porn on a fucking... With a shitty external area, I'm having to twist it round so the picture's not quite snowy enough so I can actually say, oh, boobs. Brilliant. Some of us had live TV. Oh, oh live TV. Uh, topless darts. <laughs> Dwarf we- a dwarf doing the weather on a trampoline. Yeah. yeah uh, you know, their entire uh, kind of program bank actually went up on eBay a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, oh. I saw that. Yeah. Someone sold their entire library. It was like, I hope someone's bought it and will put it on YouTube so yeah. Americans don't think we're just making. Yeah, making there was a dwarf on a trampoline doing TV. weather. <laughs> yeah, I think my brother, when, when live TV was still going, my brother had the unfortunate thing of not thinking ahead after he'd watched it to change the channel to something else when he went to bed. Because my parents would always come down and they'd turn it on and men and motors would be on. And he'd be like, hang on, we didn't leave it on this. We were watching Heartbeat when we went to bed. <laughs> yeah, uh, oh, God, I was going to let my parents listen to this. No, I'm not. No, yeah, no, no. They were watching Topless Heartbeat. <laughs> you, were watching, you were watching Sharpbeat. No, no. Sharpbeat. <laughs> Honestly, there was a episode of Heartbeat where they ended up in a strip club, and when it used to be on at half eight, it was literally as soon as the the clock flicked to nine, there were just boobs everywhere. This is Heartbeat, remember? There were boobs everywhere. Can can I clarify something? Wrestling podcast, yes. Um, (laughs) Maybe, possibly. I'm not really sure. I, I, wrestling. It's men in pants with oil inappropriately touching each other. I think this is a perfectly acceptable seeing into something. I can tell you that other countries I bought pay-per-view videos in. We'll save that for the second episode. There's going to be a second episode? <laughs> yeah, we're not going to be immediately cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just got... Um, so, yeah. Right. Were we talking about John Cena or have we given up on talking about him? No, we, we'd finished that. That conversation was over. We were talking... That. We were talking about when WCW aired on free-to-view television. There we are. And then we ended up talking about softcore pornography. As we do. As we do. Yeah, I mean, well, oh, fuck it, why not? Um, so that that was... But the interesting thing was when WCW, I think it used to air... I, I used to remember this because for a while they aired Nitro and then Thunder on the same night in a row next to each other. And when they finished, the midnight repeat showing of Raw went on. So that's how I watched a lot of wrestling in my childhood because it would be like a solid seven-hour block of mixed wrestling because we're talking about 99 WCW and 99 WWF. Yeah, I think they... I I know Raw used to air at nine o'clock on Friday nights because it never Mm -hmm. used to broadcast live and then they show SmackDown, I think, three times on the Saturday because they do an early morning cut version they put on Sky 1. Then they yes. do the late. Uh, I think they do an early evening version, sort of about seven o'clock on Sky Sports, and then do the the, the proper late night version about ten. 
but we didn't get it for like six months or something like that. We didn't get SmackDown. Oh, there was something like, ridiculous, but like way back in the early nineties when it was actually coming out on Sky Sports Three around about five o'clock in the evening. That was when it was the Raw that was in like the ECW type arenas where it was only a couple of thousand, a couple of hundred people watching it. I seem to remember. I seem to remember as well. It was the Raw where ECW invaded and Sabu came off the top, and I went, "Holy shit! I've got to get some of this ECW." Uh, but that was like on and like was very proper much the same. old school, um, old school roars where it was Vince in the bomber jacket and Jerry Lawler looking like the dirty Peter Farley was. Um, <laughs> allegedly, in his, in his, in his, in his, yeah, allegedly. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna have to record a separate disclaimer to go out after this. I think that's when Stacey Carter was called the kitten rather than the cat. Um, so yeah, but no, I remember. Oh, I, I, I seem to distinctly remember like the raw, the raw Super Bowl one where they had like the flags, and that was when it well, was the raw bowl yeah. was fucking amazing. The raw bowl was brilliant because I don't think anybody fucking understood any of the any of the rules. I, I honestly don't think that anyone, even if you watch American football, would understand any of the raw bowl. I, I tried to watch American football and didn't understand it. <laughs> I, I unfortunately do. Um, but um, if we call it American like, football, why, why are there constant? Um, if we call it American football, Americans are going to get offended because they go, it's football. And then we say, but yeah, but how often does the ball touch the foot? It's football. Oh, fuck off. Just like, I, like When I watched it, there wasn't much of anything going on apart from like a Doritos ad for every five minutes. <laughs> Did it make you want to buy Doritos though? No. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't be the type of person to say, "Well, look at the first word of what the what the actual sport is called, and then frame of reference." But that would just be uncouth and unkind. <laughs> right, um, did ECW ever air over here? No, Bravo. No, no it wasn't. Wasn't no, it wasn't anything in Bravo. No, WCW went to Bravo, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. W, um, I think around about late nineties, um, ninety eight or ninety nine. Bravo did a thing where they replayed old ECW pay-per-views. Yeah, okay, that's fine. Thinking. Uh, Bravo, I think, was the precursor to that game show network called Challenge. Um, and they did the old ECW. I think it was, what's the pay-per-view where Lynn and uh, RVD did the um, All of no them. time limit match? Where yeah, every ECW pay-per-view. When all Lynn Bates got concussed, yeah, all of them. Yeah, you may when... you may as well ask what pay per view did Tajiri and Super Crazy have a match? <laughs> Again, all of them. Yeah, um, I think it was something like Living uh, was it Living Dangerously '99 or something like that, where it was the one where he was called the I new. Think they had, show. I think they had one there. Yeah, I think they did have one there. And there was one the month after, and I seem to remember that watching that at the pub where I was at university and going, "Holy shit, this is ECW!" Right, I'm going to sit here and watch this. And that was that was like the first me- major memory of ECW that I had. Guys, um, I just had another idea for a podcast name. It's <laughs> guys in their twenties and thirties vaguely remembering stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, you 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 saw wrestling in a university pub? Yeah, man. Oh god, did I? No, no, it was um no way out. New out. Um. No Way Out 2000. Nude No Way Out. It was the Nude No Way Out, the special um, version. Again, more no of soft pornography. <laughs> no Way Out, but three ways in. Um, <laughs> um I, I remember we, uh, my friends in their halls of residence, because I moved out of halls, um, but they had Sky Sports in one of the little like common room areas they had in their halls. Uh, I went over there and I watched that, and we turned up and they, they came in and said, TV's gone. 
So literally, cute, a mad scramble of a load of students trying to find an actual TV and then trying to plug it in to the skybox and saying, right, okay, let's watch wrestling. And then I can remember we were sitting down, it was uh, just before the, the cell match, and they're all going, yeah, Jack's going to win, Jack's going to win, Jack's going to win. And I just turned around and go, no, he's not going to win. He's going, why? And I said, look at him. Just look at him. He looks beaten up in defeat, and there's no way he's going to win. He's very huggable. He is very huggable, but I just looked at that match and I thought, you know what, he's got no chance. No chance at all. Did you say he had no chance in hell? Oh, hang on, have I got to sing again? Oh, I don't want to sing. No chance! That's all you get. Could, could you do it in your McMahon voice? I don't have a Vince McMahon voice. I, I can't do what he does with his voice. At all. I don't think anyone apart from Vince McMahon can do Vince McMahon voice. I think you just need to kind of spend most of your life screaming for that to work. I mean, I could just call everyone what a manoeuvre. Would that do? <laughs> One, two, three, he's got them. No way. One, two, three, uh... It's just a run-on sentence, really, isn't it? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm just still fascinated by the fact that a university TV was showing wrestling. It just ends many televisions. Uh, I, I hate to break it, but many televisions have shown wrestling. Um, some, some in universities, some, some in houses, yeah. some in pubs. I think at one point, my, my, one of my student houses, basically everyone would come around our house. We'd watch SmackDown, then we'd go to the student union bar, and that was pretty much our our Friday and Saturday night routines. <laughs> In fact, I, I can distinctly remember one time it was a Raw. I went to our University May Ball and watched the first hour of Raw. The University Ball was so shit I came back and then caught the repeat of Raw so I could watch the last hour of it. And I went, bonus. Can't beat that. And then I realised that I really needed to get a life revolving around <laughs> I wrestling. Used to watch, I used to watch Raw and then turn off before the main event like that advert just before the main event segment. I don't know why. But I just watched Raw up until the main event and then stopped. Actually, this is a good, good question and it'll probably be for Vogue. Um, when was the last time Raw ended with an actual main event match? This is a tough one. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it, every recap I read... Yeah, it, it always ends a on a promo. Yeah. I mean, last uh, night I could understand. I think a couple of... I, I, I know it's happened recently, but I can't remember specific examples. Right, so they their prime TV show, which goes on for three hours. Were they not, were they not some of those roads tag team match main event thing, words, sentence? Yep, mm. you, you string it all together. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't there the six man with Rose Goldust the Mysterio against the Shield? I tend Wasn't to tune out by the main event of Raw anyway. Was it, was it that? The, was it not the one where Mysterio made his return? Was there not some kind of match there? That, that was. was, was that the twelve? Was that was that the, the twelve man? Or um, I can't remember. Like I said, I've tuned out by the main event most times. Fair enough. <laughs> well, like me as a child. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> we should now rename this podcast Guys Talking About Wrestling That Can't Remember What Happened The Other Week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because we can't. But So guys, who's excited for TLC? I'll, I'll sum up our collective feelings on TLC with this mournful sigh. 
Uh, oh, hang on. No, <laughs> they added a new match to the card last night. Why? I can't wait. It was basically the eight-man match they did on Raw. They split them into their tag teams, and they're giving an eight-man TLC match, I think, for the titles. That's a sponsor. Uh, for a tag match. I hope Big Show brings his giant ladder. I was actually, uh, again, making notes on this thing. Sorry, guys, preparing us and all that. I had a look at the card. Um, the kickoff match apparently is Dolph versus Fandango in letdown of the year. Um, whoever, lo- whoever loses that one gets the number one spot in the Rumble and has to go out and be forced out by, I don't know, Great Carly or Hornswoggle probably. Um, then you've got Big E, um, Big e against uh, Damien Sandow for the IC title, which I think has the possibility of being a fairly decent match. Yeah, I reckon that'll be decent. Um, mm. If both guys are allowed to just at least go for about... 10 minutes. I can only assume that he's going to go over. Full disclaimer, I am a total fucking mark for Biggie Langston. I think he's one of the funniest things that I've... On on Twitter. Yeah, exactly. I could could care less about his ring work. As long as he keeps being amazing on Twitter and Vine, I'm fine with him. Yeah, he's he's an absolute gift to social networking because he just doesn't give a fuck. And he doesn't care how much of a geek he is. He just lets people know that he will probably end up beating the shit out of you afterwards. Um, the ladies' match is AJ against Natty, which, again, two fairly decent women wrestlers has the opportunity if they have, say, let's say, eight, min- eight minutes on it. They might be able to pull a good match out of their ass. However, it's going to go completely unnoticed by the rest of the universe because that will be the designated piss break match. Probably. Can I... Um... Just suggest they just pull each something out of each other's asses for eight minutes instead. Shout out to uh, the Pisscast. Um. <laughs> yes, listeners. <laughs> and then we've got the two um, three-on-one um, maulings. Uh, I'm more interested, to be honest, in uh, Punk versus the Shield than I am versus in Daniel Bryan versus and against the Wyatt family because we've seen what Wyatt and Luke Harper can do. We've unfortunately seen what Wyatt and Eric Rowan, uh, what um, Brian and um, Eric Rowan can do because that looked to be a bit of a clusterfuck. Um, I'm not yet sold on the work of Bray Wyatt. I think is Rowan, this is this is an important question. Is Rowan a human new to movement? He does, he does seem to be... He kind of moves like Bambi on the ice. Hang That's on. what I've noticed. He seems very confused that he's suddenly became this tall. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm halfway in, at the, to be honest, in the middle of the pay-per-view for a massive bug to come out, Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith to come out, and then no one remember anything else about the rest of the pay-per-view. I, I was actually talking... Just as you make that reference, I was talking about this the other day, and that doesn't Dr. Death Steve Williams look like the cockroach guy from Men in Black? <laughs> <laughs> Um, Seriously, look, look up a picture of them and compare them. They are identical. Which, which wire is is Rowan? Is he the one with the big black he's, beard? Or he's the, the bald one. He's the baldy with the um, ginger beard. Ginger beard, right? Okay. And, and the green and the green skivvies. Um, sheep man, basically. Uh, the ba- that stands there in the back of the promos and sort of looks and twists his head every so often. He looks slightly eerie, and then he actually moves, and you realise that yes, he probably doesn't know how to use all four limbs. <laughs> At, at the same time, he, uh, does, he does seem incapable of like. He seems like one of the people who'd be incapable of walking and chewing chewing gum at the same time. Have you ever have you ever played the video game Octodad? Because yes, yes, he yeah, is Octodad. Yeah, he is Octodad. <laughs> Dad. 
Oh, a video cast, games I reference. Would him, I would cast him as ungainly. I think that would be generous to say so. Yeah, that, that's putting it nicely. But yeah, I'm more interested in what um, Punk versus The Shield will, will bring. I think that will end up being incredibly innovative, possibly with a top rope spear. Let's hope so, off, on to, off the ladder. There's um, also a not inconsiderable chance we might see a Roman Reigns face turn. Oh, that if they well they could turn around and pull the trigger on that then well, that would be good but I'd prefer I honestly prefer to see that at the Rumble have all three members of the Shield come in decimate opponents for like 15-20 minutes and yeah, then and have Reigns and then eliminate the Ambrose, other two. Ambrose and Rollins try and eliminate Reigns as the major threat and Reigns just basically annihilate them the fuck both of them and there's a baby on the podcast so... uh, yes hello this is the inaugural podcast of my uh Daughter Caitlin, unfortunately, she is incredibly ill oh, at the moment and is uh, running a temperature of about 105. So, oh, uh, yes, this is the first sort of time where she's uh, a little bit sick. So that will probably end up being edited out. But if not, Caitlin, when you're 16, this will be something that will be shown to you and uh, major embarrassment to everyone. Yay! Ignore all the references to softcore pornography. <laughs> all the references to every daddy talking about pornography and raping people. Um, <laughs> and then finally, we've got the main sort of title match now whether that means they're going to introduce the new belt or whether that ends up being the um sort of pentagon belt or whatever whatever people are going to call it whether that means that's going to be the main belt i can only assume so um and i think i'll probably just go the, the i think i'll go the jericho route for a while i think i'll just, yeah, and I'll just carry both oh yeah. that'd be a good idea i mean they just spent well all right it's pocket change but they've literally just redesigned one of the titles i don't see why they're going to get rid of it. Get it, get rid of it. So I, I, I can smell some sort of convoluted, horrendous, screw job type finish. I'm really, because does anyone here Ubisoft. honestly think we're getting a clean finish at this? No. But I was just thinking when they no. unified the tag team championships, they carried both belts for a while as well. They don't seem to go into a new unified title immediately. They always seem to have the dual belt look for a bit. Because Brock got the first unified title, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yes. Yeah, because I mean, they're... I, 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 yeah, because I, I looked at the and I think, firstly, one handicap match is all right. Two, involving perhaps two of your most over guys on the roster, I think it's just overkill. I, I just look at it and think, why would I watch this? I mean, I just why, why would I? I can only assume there's going to be some sort of confluence of the the stories. So Punk comes in and helps Daniel Bryan win. Yeah, they're going to try and the two somehow. Yeah, that one might be interesting. But I mean, I just all these stories seem to be sort of backing into a corner, really. I mean, they're I mean the whole shield being the uh, the authority sort of muscle sort of leans into the fact that they're maybe going to give Punk a run at Orton at some point, unless they, he's already had a run with him in the last couple of months, and I've just completely ignored it. But um, because they basically they've they've quarantined Brian out of the main event scene now by putting him in with the Wyatts, either to give the Wyatts a bit of Brian's rub or because it's punishment to Brian, whatever the fuck's going through Vince's mind at the particular time when he booked this match. Um, so they've inoculated Dementia. him and moved him out while positioning Punk as basically Orton's first presumably contender afterwards. But then again, I suppose we've got what we've got six weeks, seven weeks between this and the Rumble. Mm, yeah, friend about. I mean, it, it's it's the very definition it, of suppose they gave a pay per view and no one gave a fuck. Um, 
mean, it, it's. It, I mean, just look. I mean, they've they've announced six matches. I mean, can't you just bump Ziggler and Fandango to the actual main show and put something really shitty in the pre pre show? There doesn't look like there's three hours worth of content there. I know. I was just going to say they must think those handicap matches are going to go long, or you're going to get an hour long unification match with only five matches on the main card. I mean. Well, the- that that eight Pretty... man TLC thing that could be an absolute cluster. Oh, I forgot, I forgot those. That, t- that, oh, that, I forgot that, the tag. Yeah, I mean that. that, that I mean, yeah. when you put that many people in there, that, I mean that's going to go at least twenty. I mean Biggie and Sando, AJ and Natty will go probably about twenty five minutes combined. But then you're still looking at about an hour and a half. Which there, feel... it's the past couple of pay per views though they've had like unannounced matches that they just do on the night without announcing them beforehand. So I imagine they'll probably just do that. You know, we'll get like fucking Kofi versus Miz again or whatever. Uh, there's got to be the obligatory Christmas skit as well. Um, oh yeah, of course. Seeing as the time of year, but forgive me if I'm wrong, but didn't over the past couple of years there's been individual matches where a match was a chair match, the match yes. was a table match, yeah. and there was I a ladder. Uh, yeah, match. I, I don't this think they went that, that altogether now. No, no, because because everyone realised chair matches are shit. Especially in a company that in a company that doesn't allow unprotected chair shots anymore, yeah. then it's just going to be I'm going to stab you in the gut with this chair. I'm going to smack you over the back a couple of times, and maybe was the chair match where big? The... Yeah, it was the chair match that Big Show pulled out the big chair. The giant chair. Or something yeah, like that, wasn't it? yeah, it was Big Show versus Sheamus. Did he win with the giant chair? Uh, no, I think Sheamus won. With well, the giant Sheamus chair. basically kabonged his back because mm, Sheamus wins lol. I just, I just remember the giant chair. I remember nothing about the match, just that there was a big chair. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't think the the three on ones are technically TLC matches, are they? No. I mean, no. I think, I think, uh, I think they're handicap matches. Whether they're yeah, TLC they're just handicap. Or not. Oh. They're not. There's only one TLC match on the card, and that's the main event. Yeah, I mean, I'll have to go back. I mean, because obviously they they only announced it on SmackDown last night, but I'm pretty sure that eight man's going to be a. I think it should be spot fest. The, if well, it's Wikipedia a TLC is, match, Wikipedia is saying it's not. It's just a four-way tag team match. Oh, Are we talking about SmackDown spoilers? Because boy, that main event. <laughs> that that was a main event right there. <laughs> That's always the problem with us. We get SmackDown five hours before the states do, so we we can always say, "Oh yes, we've already seen it." <laughs> I mean, I mean, really, that that's quite the main event. I just wrestling guys. <laughs> Professional wrestling. I have not seen or heard of the SmackDown spoilers, so uh, enlighten me. Oh, okay. Someone else do it justice. No, uh, no, it's gone. The moment's gone. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've, yeah. <laughs> we're just gonna yank the three people that are listening to this chain, thinking that we're some sort of super duper psychic people. When we're, we're not, we're we're just we are tomorrow people. That's yeah. actually a fact. <laughs> <laughs> As long as by tomorrow, people, you mean as long as it's later than 7pm GMT. (laughs) (laughs) Time zone jokes. Time zone Uh, jokes. um, Oh, another thing. This is probably just more admin or anything else. This is not actually pay-per-view on Skybox Office, is it? No, I think that's one of the few ones. Thank fuck for that. Because I... I can very rarely bring myself to pay fourteen ninety nine for a pay per view, but looking at that six matches, I, I yeah, looking at that card, I'd feel fucking cheated if I had to so pay fifteen quid for it. Would you pay forty nine ninety nine American US dollars for it? I know Is that's that... even worse. That's oh, God, you know... that that that's about thirty five quid. They're asking people to shell out on that. 
But basically, for this, I'm going to say words that I never thought I would actually say, but thank you, Rupert Murdoch. <laughs> <laughs> the o- first and only time this will ever be said. Yeah, the, fir- yeah, the first time I- anyone will ever thank Rupert Murdoch. But then again, we can also say a big fuck you to Channel 4 the fact that we have to buy pay-per-views in the first place. Apart from the ones they've well, obviously think, added to I the calendar we anyway. To, we have to give some blame to me, Young's Tits. <laughs> yes, that yeah. was... Oh, shall we shall we enlighten our American viewers about this? Because I th- I think they're thinking. I think we should probably explain after saying "fuck you, me, Young's tits." Right. Okay. So this is the best I can remember it. Um, it was around what when was it? It was January two thousand. Uh, the WWE split off some of the pay per views from Sky and wanted to put them on free to air TV, so they gave them to Channel Four. This is Channel Four that brought us the word. Um, which uh, I can't even remember some of the skits, but it did involve snogging a granny, uh, chugging a pint of vomit, um, I think pubic hair pies, and just all sorts of random, horrible post-pub shit. So Channel 4, in their infinite wisdom, um, will show literally anything. So the very first pay-per-view is Raw Rumble 2000. They do the Miss Raw Rumble segment, and then Mae Young gets her tits out. Channel 4 subsequently goes ballistic at this, and then they put, I believe, they put every single pay-per-view on a 50-minute delay, and then basically attempted to get out of the contract, sort of like three weeks into it. So I th- And not only did they do that, then they started inserting advertisements during the pay-per-view. Yeah, so... so, it- so- they used to start about 10 to 2, and they would finish around about half past 5 in the morning. Um, the end result of this was, I think it was, was it Raw Rumble? Which was the one where Maven eliminated The Undertaker? 2002. Yeah. 2002. So, literally, it comes to that. And I, my memory's a little fuzzy on this. But I don't think the contract was in, signed in time, or it was literally signed that day. And it ended up on Sky Box Office, didn't it? Yes, yeah. Yeah, and so from then on, basically, those, I think it was four pay-per-views Channel 4 had bought, basically went up on pay-per-view, so we had to be like those horrible, I mean, nice Americans that have to pay for every single show rather than getting them all for free. Uh, was there anything I missed out there on the history of wrestling in uh, 2000? Well... No, so, no, so it, started, it started with those four um, that went on to pay-per-view and we had to start buying them, and then this. I think when it came up to contract negotiations, WWE were like, hey, people are buying our pay-per-views in the UK. We should do more of them. So I think we're down to, what, four free ones now? Four or five free ones? Yeah, I know they renegotiate. And obviously they, they've added a few more onto the schedule, which went onto a sort of pay-per-view. But, um, yeah. I mean, we used to get UK-exclusive pay-per-views. Oh, yeah, got like... Insurrection. Uh, Insurrection, Re- shit like that. Rebellion. Um, we which one had Vinnie Jones? Oh, that was... Uh... Mayhem in Manchester, wasn't it? No, I think it was it's like, going to be was emotional. It was, was it a rebe- I thought it was rebellion, wasn't it? No, because I'd remember listening to it on Attitude Era podcast, plug. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think it was Mayhem in Manchester. That was... Well, I mean, we're all people we're all people with accents. We should review a series of pay per views episode by episode. That seems to work. Well, well, we've already got what OSW review doing the Hogan era, Attitude Era podcast doing the Attitude Era. We should do the fucking uh, Ruthless Aggression era. No, let's just... do the new generation, guys. That's the, that's the one. <laughs> it would just be like two hours of just me saying, why the fuck am I watching this over and over <laughs> again? 
Um, so, I mean, no, no, those you, no, those UK pay-per-views were actually very, very important. And I go tell it you what. It was a very good match that I seem to remember mid two thousands. Um, if you're a fan of the Angle versus Benoit matches, they did a two out of three falls match that went about 25, 30 minutes. Benoit won in two straight. I would urge you. Um, see if you can find it on YouTube. It is 25, 30 minutes well spent. It is just a brilliant match. I was marking the fuck out all the, for about 25 minutes. It's a brilliant match. Great storytelling from start to finish. Typical angle Benoit, two years after World Rumble 2003. But uh, yeah, definitely go out of your way to watch it. There's also a uh, Triple H versus Rock in a cage that's actually rather good. That was Rebellion um, 99. Oh, is that 99? And there was yes. one where the British Bulldog threw a bin at Stephanie. Which is why that was important, because Vince Russo left the WWE, I think, that week. And they went over and thought, hang on. And he hadn't actually finished, because they were doing the test and Stephanie wedding storyline. And they had no idea where the fuck he was going. So they basically, Bulldog, they booked Bulldog to throw a, a, a trash can at Stephanie. She got amnesia, so they could basically think, uh, where the fuck are we going to go with this? And then it simultaneously started off what I think was the best booking era in, in WWE. What, the uh, British Bulldog versus the, um, the Mean Street Posse? Because, yeah, you know, that's... but no, because uh, like Steph gets amnesia, then, oh God, I'm going to have to say this, Triple H drugs and rapes her and marries her in Vegas. Then she yeah. turns on Vince, and then you go. He retires Foley, and then it basically goes on and on and on. But that 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 particular period of booking, from sort of like October '99 to pretty much WrestleMania 17, I still think is the high point of the WWE. So, so do you think if someone threw a bin at Stephanie, no, the booking would improve? No, it'd bounce off her tits. But um, <laughs> well, Daniel Bryan, you know what you need to do to get over as fuck now. <laughs> but. She isn't she. She's not in charge of creative anymore. No, it's Triple H is in charge now. Oh, so, so you got to throw a bit of Triple H's tits. <laughs> this giant fucking roid tits. Okay, no, because you said you actually wanted a, a a soundboard where you just basically go fuck Triple H, fuck Triple H. Yeah, yeah, I, I want a button that I can mash that so, just shouts fuck Triple H. On that thing, do you think that Triple H being in charge of creative is going to be a terrible idea? Given what he'd done with NXT you know made it amazing that's you know that works in his favor the thing that works against him is the fact that he's still triple h and we know what triple h can do when he has any kind of power i see booker t cm punk i don't want to sound like i'm defending him and it's probably it's but how much of i mean how much pull did he have in the in the company, I mean, I'm, I mean, obviously he's had, got more pull now, and I, I suppose the CM Punk thing was definitely, I think he may have had something to do with it. But um, did we just drop someone? I'm not sure. Um, Weird. But, Sorry. Um, no, it's fine. Because um, I got there was a little bleep there. Um, back when was the Booker T match? Was that 2002, 2003? Uh, WrestleMania 19, 2003. I mean, did he have that much sway? He had enough sway that basically it seems like he was the one that was booking that because basically he was if you remember the angle saying you know just random racist shit and then went over in the blow-off match i mean the the angle was a celebration of racism wasn't it yeah, yeah i mean it did much. say your kind of people and i'm pretty sure at one point he called booker t upper t 
didn't they? Yeah. Now, I mean, obviously, we're not um, from America. Um, we're not black. But I, I believe that's almost as bad as... Um, who was it? The American football player that's saying that Junior Sale only liked eating watermelon and fried chicken. I mean, even I'm not fucking stupid enough to realise how racist that fucking was. Oh. Was that was that Terrell Owens or was that Keyshawn Johnson? Either way... That's pretty racist that you think that all they're same, that they're all the same. That's so racist. <laughs> No, no, because I remember it was a, a gobby wide receiver and it's one of those two. So if Keyshawn Johnson or Terrell Owens are listening, can you please find me on Twitter, Real Flam Murray, and can, tell me can we have you... like some kind of Can we have some kind of counter of the amount of people who are likely to sue us after each episode? <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah, just glad to say to I really out. love WS Pitch and I have nothing against them whatsoever. Yes, I'm we want free pizza. Anyway. Um, I, 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 I'm the one that's supposed to be keeping us on track. I've completely sort of lost. No, you were going off about Triple H. Yes. So, so basically, yeah, that's where I stand on it. That although he's done great things with NXT, and if you're not watching NXT, you should be. But at the same time, I'm not sure that putting him in a position of power where he could potentially book himself to be good, I'm not sure if that would be a good idea. I mean. <laughs> I think but he, he's not he, booking himself at the moment in a place where he's good. He's booking himself as like the no. By, by good, or... I mean going over everyone. Oh, okay. Are you saying that you think he could, he could, in theory, book himself to break the streak? I would not go that far because I know because isn't it kind of common knowledge that uh, Undertaker needs to sign off on that as well? I thought that, that was... he has some degree of creative control. I thought that uh, was deep. He's uh... already said Triple H has already said as well that he doesn't think the streak should be broken. To use his old, his, his often inspired maxim, it's best for business. And I, yeah. I, I kind of tend to agree. It, it, it's almost attained this mythical like... Oh, um, no, no it, sh- it should never be broken. I'm entirely of the opinion that Taker should retire with the streak intact. Absolutely. Damn, I thought but you were going to go off a bit more then. <laughs> no, that's, no, that's pretty much it. I'm too sober can, to go off on I can on see where something. people are coming from where people started calling him like Triple H the second coming of the Antichrist and he was just absolutely sh- bitting on the, the business and bringing in people from WCW. But at the end of the day, Vince wanted someone to assert dominance over WCW and its athletes and its wrestlers and they had the perfectly decent person in Triple H. Um, again, like the Goldberg thing and Steiner and everything like that. Obviously, Steiner was shit. Um, Goldberg was... I don't know. Goldberg, I really like Billy. Billy <laughs> But you can see as well when he had the the series of matches against Shelton. Was it Shelton Benjamin he had a series of like really entertaining matches where Shelton went over, and again with someone like Jeff Hardy, where he went over in, in the December pay per view to get that shot against Orton at the Rumble. This is a guy who realised he was in the twilight of his career and decided that he was going to start putting people over. Obviously, he had someone like Shawn Michaels in the background saying, "Look, dude, you've only got a few years left. You might as well start making yourself look good now and putting these people over." And it probably took someone like that to egg him on and, and do that. But I, I, I've got a lot of respect for what Triple H has done throughout his career. He started doing fuck all. When he started, when he came into the, the WWE, he was a Greenwich Toff. Let's not forget that. A Greenwich Toff who, who basically curtsied like a woofter. Also remember, though, this, also... Is, this is the man who demanded a rematch against Brock Lesnar purely because the fans mocked him for tapping out. I was just thinking, when he came to the company, I mean, he, he was, you know, there was a rocket there. Wasn't he managed by Sable? So, you know, talent and talent together just makes more talent. Oh, yeah, that that, that legend that is Sable. That, that, that 
talker, that Mike magician. And that's Mrs. Les. <laughs> yeah, I can't help but feel that I'm probably going to hear a scream in the distance, and suddenly I'm going to be in extreme pain. <laughs> is that just because of Sable talking, or is that Brock? I think it's a bit of both. Um, Brock, if you're listening, we don't mean anything by it. Yeah, yeah, Brock, if you're listening, you're listening my, my, my Twitter ID is Carmine SA. <laughs> Let's just get everyone else into trouble. <laughs> now, f- fuck it, we might as well see his Coco Nono and get him into trouble with even more wrestlers. <laughs> Is that man not dead? <laughs> I, I, well, I think the entire faction of Suzuki Gun want him dead by this point, considering he managed to start a full-blown argument over Twitter with all of them. <laughs> Which is impressive, considering some language. Yeah, considering the language barrier. <laughs> oh. Theory, mate. I fucking love you, Coco. You're brilliant. Yeah, keep doing what you're doing, Coco. Yes, just keep asking random girls what their fingers smell like and see how far that gets you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, someone was asking for questions on Twitter. I can't remember. I'm, without thinking, I put, can you ask him what his fingers smell like? I think it was a, a Twitter chat with David Beckham, actually. And I just <laughs> asked this bloke who was conducting the interview, can you ask him what his fingers smell like? <laughs> Coco, I hate you. I'm gonna get you. Did, did, he, did he also ask him how big Batista's dick was? Because David Beckham would know. Of all people, David Beckham would know. Oh, About six and a half inches. <laughs> I'm gonna have to put myself on mute if I keep laughing. Shit. Um, right. Anything else? Anyone wants to chat about? Well, I, I can tell you about this quality paper review I watched right, over the yeah. weekend. Um, Vogue, what we'll do is yes. we'll we'll finish off Vengeance 2007 next week, and yeah, we'll, and we'll talk we'll about that in one go. So yes, yeah. let us hear about this 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 pay per view thing. The floor is yours. So for some reason, I was on SyncTube on Saturday, and a friend decided he was going to put Rodman down under uh, a quality pay per view held by I Generation Wrestling in the year 2000. Um, but what happened was it turned out we had the German dub of the event. Um, somehow this was fine. The the event opened with Ted DiBiase and this other commentator who were dubbed over by Germans, but the Germans pretended that they were Ted DiBiase and the other guy, and they did it for the entire pay-per-view. So it wasn't like the little segment and then it cut off and it was just two normal German commentators. This man, this German man, whoever he was, pretended to be Ted DiBiase doing commentary for the entire show. Which, I don't know. I, I It was so weird because you, you would hear German, 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 Ted. German, 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 German. And that was basically the, the only English you got was the word Ted. Um, should I run for the card? Because there's quality in here. How do, you guys feel, how do you guys feel about the Road Warriors in the year 2000? Oh god, isn't that the uh, fuck? Wasn't that when Crush was like, like the, the the phrase that they normally use is facing his personal demons? Uh, I I mean you know I mean they were against a quality opponent who could obviously carry them uh, the public enemy. Uh, we all know the, the talent <laughs> that the public enemy show uh, in a table match. Biggest con. Now, the match was a tables match, which is surprising if you're watching it, because about halfway through the match, there's a sunset flip, and the pinfall is counted. So, 
the match ends when uh, I think it's Rocco Rock kind of trips and falls and goes through a table and Hawk kind of just looks there and the bell rings. Uh, so from that, the Road Warriors retain their I-Generation Tag Team Championship through a fat man falling through a table. In a five-star classic. <laughs> what, <laughs> in what can only be described as a classic, yes. Didn't WWE steal that finish for Sheamus versus Cena? Yeah, very, very similar, yes. Imagine if you watched that match, you would see, you know, shades of fucking Kobashi versus Mizawa. <laughs> Ah, dear. Now, I I just remembered something. There was a match that I'd forgot about, but I just remembered it. Between the tag match and a match, it was a a wonderful Divas match. In between that, we had, you guys remember the Barbarian. He's he's wonderful. You'll remember him from the WCW. Um, He faced an opponent called Brute Force. Now, I don't know if you guys would know who Brute Force might be. Do I want to? Oh, is it Nathan Jones? Uh, no, it was one Edward Leslie. Ed, oh fuck! <laughs> oh, no. So we got to enjoy the, the, as you guys could possibly imagine, the classic of the Barbarian versus the Booty Man. <laughs> I'll be careful. Jesus Christ, that sounds that. brilliant. Oh, so you know, so after the five star club. Classic that was the Road Warriors versus the Public Enemy. We got the Barbarian versus Ed Leslie in a hardcore match. Um, I'm sure you can all imagine how that went. It was, I'd say, about three and a quarter um, minutes long. Uh, (laughs) Three and a quarter minutes far too long. (laughs) uh, In which the Barbarian, uh, also a former I-Generation World Heavyweight Champion, managed to overcome the brute force. Jesus. Um, now, now the matches I mustn't point out were um, broken up by the dancing style of the iGenerates. The iGenerates, um, very similar to the Nitro Girls, but Australian. I, I don't know what that means, but it's factual. <laughs> Simply stating facts here. <laughs> um, so we move on to the. The Divas portion of the evening, as Sweet Destiny um, defeats Brandy Wine. Now, they both had gentlemen in their corners. Uh, Sweet Destiny was accompanied by Aussie Joe. Now, what country do you think Aussie Joe comes from? I know that if I say what I'm thinking, I'm going to be wrong. Wales! Were you you thinking Hungary? Because if you were thinking Hungary, you would be correct. Now, beyond this, Aussie Joe was wearing a referee's t-shirt. He was not the referee for the match, or a referee for any match, but he was wearing a referee's t-shirt. Oh my god. Um, you know what? Fuck Vengeance 2007. We're reviewing this. We're doing this every week. <laughs> <laughs> now, Brandy Wine also had a cornerman uh, called Sugar Daddy. Anyone want to guess who Sugar Daddy might be? I'm going to go out on a lemon sea, Um, Did you guys say the Shockmaster? Because if you said (laughs) the Shockmaster... (laughs) This genuinely does sound amazing, and I really want to see this. 
so Sweet Destiny um, was victorious against Brandywine. You know, Sweet Destiny in her corner, the Hungarian Aussie Joe, the non-referee referee, uh, overcoming the force of Brandywine with Sugar Daddy the Shockmaster. But guys, hold on to your hats because the quality doesn't stop here. We've got an Australian Championship match to come. As the one man involved. No, the one man gang takes on Tatanka. <laughs> noted Australian one man gang takes on noted na- native native Australian Tatanka. Buffalo. Um Tatanka Buffalo. <laughs> a, a prestigious title held by both Tatanka and the One Man Gang in the title's history, and all and only Tatanka and the One Man Gang. Now, after what I can only assume was forty-five minutes, the One Man Gang did defeat Tatanka. Oh shit. Now, <laughs> now guys, um, you have to remember the show was called Rodman Down Under, so it wouldn't be a show without the illustrious Dennis Rodman main eventing as he took on the former Mr. Perfect, Kurt Henning, for the World Heavyweight Championship of the company. A World Heavyweight Championship, as I pointed out earlier, has been held by both Kurt Henning and the Barbarian. So, again, storied history heading into this match. The match was an Australian Outback match. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you're going to hear about that stipulation. <laughs> now, the Australian Outback match was apparently a hardcore match, and Kurt Henning won this hardcore match by disqualification. <laughs> Bruce, I'm booking this. To end the pay-per-view. Oh, oh. How much did they charge people for this? I Seriously. don't know. I know it was on DVD and it was an Australian tour for the iGeneration company who basically got anyone who was a name who wasn't signed to WCW or WWF in 2000. So you get the Road Warriors, Public Enemy, Eth Leslie, the Barbarian One Man Gang, Tatanka, the Shockmaster, as Sugar Daddy. <laughs> Never forget uh, uh, Kurt Henning and Dennis Rodman. So, and obviously commentary by German Ted DiBiase. I'm, so, I'm sorry, I need to watch this now. This has became the holy grail of wrestling to me. This represents all that wrestling is and ever will be. Well, you have to get the German version. Fuck Legends of Wrestling. Fuck December to Dismember. We need Rodman down under. Yes. It's, it has to be seen so that you understand my pain. I, went, I spent an evening watching this. Just, just remember, however, however long that was, just think on your deathbed you're going to have to recall the fact that you wasted so much time watching that. I mean, guys, there was a Hungarian called Aussie Joe. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh right, I think that that, that 
I think. Yeah. Uh, hang on. Yeah, do we can't. We can't. That's our main event. Yeah. We cannot go any further than the, this. The, this this cannot go any <laughs> any anywhere else. I think we have literally reached a a a cul-de-sac of yeah, cultural we, we have basically recorded our Sergeant Peppers on our first episode. <laughs> <laughs> You know, we can we can get cancelled after this. Nothing will be lost. Oh God, I was trying to think of what was um, uh, S Club Seven's first album, but because they just never got any better after that. But right, I think that does will be uh, it then. So um... why would you call the Shockmaster Sugar Daddy? I mean, <laughs> just let it go, man. It's it's I generation. Let it go. No, because we'll be doing another one, say six months down the road, and then someone will just pipe up and go, "Why would you call the Shockmaster Sugar Daddy?" And it will just all go off again. So someone will just pipe up and ask the the, the telling question is. If he's Hungarian, why was why he called Aussie Joe? called Aussie Joe? It would be acceptable if he was if he was Austrian. That would be like almost there. Yeah, good 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 luck. Yeah, almost yeah, you're, done you're it, but no, I'm actually from fucking Hungary. But beyond that, why was he wearing a referee T-shirt? <laughs> I, I don't think it's supposed to. This, uh, all this que- all this has done is made more questions than answers. <laughs> oh my god, we've created the podcast version of Lost. <laughs> oh no, no, no. I, I, I think there is a line that you do not cross, and that is the line. We we do not speak of that program. So oh, Jesus Christ, we've called ourselves the Shard of Wrestling, and now we've crossed the line? <laughs> yeah, that's us. We've, we've finally crossed the line, guys. We've got to shut it down. Yeah. <laughs> One All episode. Right. Well done, lads. Right. <laughs> I, I think on that um, um that little enlightened note, we will say goodbye. Um, yeah, I, I don't even 